Welcome to episode 98 of We The GamerCast. It's the official podcast of WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday. Thank you for being here and listening, hitting subscribe, rating us on iTunes, and sharing and retweeting all that you do. I probably screamed maybe just a little too loud there for you, but there's something about that theme song. When it gets going, I, I got to tell you guys, I was... I was pretty sleepy up until just a second ago, and that came on. I may not make any sense today. I don't know what is going on. I just can't drink enough coffee or stay hydrated enough or get enough rest. Something is something is up. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week, I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet, and we talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, it's very easy. Just tweet at me. I am Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. And uh, I just, before I get any further, I, I have to take a quick moment, a moment of gratitude. We should all be very grateful and thankful to our amazing patrons and our executive producers, Nick Militia from Next Level Games, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Sheldon Benedict, Times Two, and Jesse Armstrong. Guys, those are our executive producers, $10 plus over on patreon.com slash better. This show is getting better. We are ramping up towards episode 100. That is that is the day I am pledging to you. You have pledged to us. I am pledging to you. Episode 100 will be a video show. It will be the first video episode of We The Gamer Cast, and it will be a clips episode. I think I just mentioned this on Twitter. I don't remember talking about this last week. Like I don't even know what day it is today. When you have a four-month-old, or really, I think any kids, I don't anticipate this going away anytime soon. Time is but a number. I need to have a giant calendar on my fridge like my parents did. The phone is just not cutting it. I've got digital devices all around me telling me what time and day it is, but still, I seem to be losing track. I don't even remember why I was talking about that, but last week, guys... (laughs) If you're, if you're with us last week, um, you know, Chris McCracken from Married to the Games killed it. And I'm very grateful. I had a bunch of people kind of reach out and say, I really loved having that, that microphone chat. I know many of us are podcasters who listen to this show or who maybe want to get into podcasting. So we were, we're talking a little on the technical side if you missed that last week. So thank you so much to Mr. McCracken and also for a very lovely shout out, um, on, on Married to the Game. So thank you to that whole crew. Ed Placencia, I gotta have back. I think I mentioned that last week as well. Um, rolling right through the shout outs. Because we're going to get to Joey Noel, my guest, very soon, community manager for Kind of Funny and hero to many of us, the savior of the Kind of Funny community. We're going to get to her in just a second. Antonio Guillen, Josh Stapleton, and Adam Leonard. I mentioned episode 100. We're going to loop back to that. These guys are putting together some very, very special things. I'm going to give them a little bit more specific credit. But for now, until we roll this thing out, I just wanted to keep them going. Keep up the good work, guys. I've seen what we're up to. And for everybody else, stay tuned. But holy crap, I get to work with some pretty amazing people. And they're just doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. And for maybe a little creative outlet, I don't know why you guys do what you do. But I am grateful. So, So there's that. Also... While we're talking greatness of our friends on the internet, um, Alex Van Aken was part of our E3 shows, and I've yet to have him back on for a more traditional show. But I want to give, I, I tweeted this out, and if you guys haven't, go, go follow Alex. He's, it's Van Aken. And he did probably, I mean, at least in recent memory, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but probably one of the most well done, most original, most compelling, most amazing video essays. This is a new thing that I am really intrigued about. It's basically, I think this is my interpretation of it because I'm so old. I don't know what the kids are up to these days, but I'm so impressed by the motivation and the talent that is out there. Uh, But Alex, uh, again, it's Van Aken, made this video, a video essay about uh, Cliff Blazinski, Cliffy B, and uh, and and Lawbreakers. So a little bit of the history of what Cliff Blazinski has done, Unreal, Gears of War, some of these games that we've all been playing forever and ever and ever. And Alex 
and I'm sure it's written. I think that's the whole point of these video essays. I think you write them out and then you narrate them on top of some compelling footage. And I think that it is such a great idea. It is the evolution of the written word. Um, now that everything is on video, nobody wants to read anything. So why not have the, the person who wrote it narrate it in a compelling way and put some really cool footage behind it or on top of it? And I, God, this is, I don't remember a video that has been done by my, my peer. I mean, like, this is just so good. Please go check it out. Thank you to Alex for sharing that and for, for inspiring definitely me. And I know that it is, certainly will inspire a lot of other people to step up their game, man. Like, holy crap, this is a new level that we're talking about. So thank you to Alex for that, man. Holy crap. Um, we're going to get to Joey in just a second. I, uh, lately, I don't know about you guys, but as the fall starts to come around and we know that big games are coming, I've been, I've been stressing a little bit about my backlog, if that's even what, what it's called. Like, it's just, is it even a thing anymore? Isn't it just like the games that we own? I guess technically I'm referring to the games that I've purchased and want to get around to. I've been struggling the last little bit of how to tackle this because gaming time is limited and like, what is realistic? What, what can I possibly finish? Or even get around to between now and the end of the year before everything comes out and I, and I stock up on Christmas presents and, and Black Friday deals and everything else. Surely things are going to get worse. I'm curious what, how everybody else is dealing with this. I have been going back and forth. I've got a little bit of a list going, um, on how many games I've got and I haven't started and I want to get around to and actually want to finish. And that is, I think it's causing mo- me more stress. So I'm I'm going back and forth. Do I go by this list? Do I just go by feel? Like when it comes down time to just sit down and play a game, do I look up my list and have that dictate? That doesn't feel right either. So then do I go just by feel? Do I just kind of go through my games and pick out just something? And the reason that I'm struggling with this is because I, I just got Mass Effect Andromeda. I just finished Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'll talk about in a second. And I don't, like I want to be able to just kind of get Mass Effect done, even though I'm not really loving it, which is kind of what a lot of my experience with Horizon was up until things really got going. I'm having some major problems with, with Mass Effect as well. So how do you guys deal with this? How do you kind of justify or reconcile the notion of wanting to get through games, but like maybe you're really not feeling it? I obviously I'm overthinking this thing. So, but this is why we do this. This is why we have these chats, you and I. And basically by that, I mean me talking into this and you making fun of me for overanalyzing things. I think I just need to go by feel. I think ultimately that's what I'm going to do. And just, I just need to find a better way. I need a way to, to feel better about that, I guess. Anyway, why don't we get into it? Why don't we start my chat with Joey Noel? Of course, you know, Joey. Joey is at Joey Noel. Uh, she's a community manager for, for kind of funny live. And what I've realized, I've got, I've got Joey this week. I had Marissa a few weeks ago. It's, it's, aside from these two, it's been way too much of a sausage fest in here. We need this different perspective. We need to have more women on the show. If you guys know of, of women in gaming, just women, friends that you've got, uh, Carol from Play Some Video Games, I'm talking to you. Gotta have you on this show. I need to, uh, need to do the, do more of this because this is a great chat with Joey Noel from Kind of Funny. And I wanted to talk to her about what does it take to become an employee of Kind of Funny? I think that's a question that many of us have. What does it take to go to that next level? And then also maybe peek behind the curtain, try and see what's coming. There might be a scoop in here or not, but stay tuned. Although you're already listening, I'm not sure why I'm teasing this, but that seems like an appropriate thing to do. But anyways, why don't we get into it? Here she is, Joey Noel. Yeah, there's so many things and you're like, all of a sudden, like all the days just start feeling the same. <laughs> You're like, wait, I need like, I need some like something that tells me what we're doing. <laughs> something special. Well, it's probably I imagine it's similar to you, where it's just like go 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 twenty four seven. Like weekends don't mean anything anymore. Like, no. like your your role is not like a typical Monday to Friday nine to five thing. It's twenty four seven. It's twenty four yeah. eight somehow. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Like even after this, it was like kind of perfect coming to the office because I was like, kind of funny live three is coming out next week. So I have to like schedule out all the social media for that and mm-hmm. 
just stuff like that. It's just like, oh, well, perfect. I have my like work set up and so now it's easy. Oh my God. But. Well, I want to, I want to get into that a little bit later. I'm glad that we both kind of got a nice cup of coffee going. I'm assuming yes. that's coffee, tea. Or... Coffee. I'm do a you coffee ever do girl. tea? You know, no, never. Yeah. Like unless I'm sick and like there needs to be like honey <laughs> or something in it. Yeah. I'm which is like probably not good because I don't ever drink decaf coffee. So like at all, I feel like every morning I end up having like three or four cups of coffee. I'm like, this probably isn't good for me. I should probably cut back or something. But I don't know. I just like the taste of coffee. Man, me too. Like I try to separate, but maybe it really is the caffeine because I also enjoy a good energy drink. And that's mm-hmm. really horrible. And Chelsea hates okay. it because it's going to make my heart explode one of these days. Yeah. And I try to tell myself I really like the taste. So I, apparently I really like the taste <laughs> of like the two most caffeinated beverages around. Right. Yeah. What the heck? I haven't, I've never, I've only found like one energy drink that I've really liked. And it's like the Purple Rockstar. Nice. Uh, which I don't even know if they make anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen one in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I, before I liked coffee, I was always like, I want like a Dr. Pepper in the morning. I'm like, this isn't good either. Dr. Like, Pepper. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That was like the college days when I could get away with stuff like that. I'm always, wait a minute. I need to jump onto that for a second too. What, what did you take in college that like led you somehow to be the community manager for kind of funny? It's like somehow uh, I feel like when you're in college drinking your Dr. Pepper, you had no idea you're going to end up where oh, you were. No, like not at all. What I was a you? cultural anthropology major. Nice. Okay. So, so what, what was the plan? Um, I wanted to go into development. I didn't know if I wanted to stay stateside or if I wanted to do international. Like um, software but I development? No, like community. De- well, I guess it's like in the same way. It's still like community related things. Right, so I guess right. that makes sense. But um, working with like underprivileged communities, I mm-hmm. had done like an internship with this company um, that worked with women in Uganda. To um, They made like paper bead bracelets and necklaces and jewelry. So we like hired a group of them. Um, they made jewelry for us and then we sold it in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the women, we obviously paid like a fair wage, which they it was really hard for women to do and it's still hard for women to do in Uganda. Um, and then we also put them through a three-year program. Um, so the goal was never to keep them like in this, um, in like our company. The goal was mm-hmm. like to teach them like English, uh, money management, um, like business related things so they could go out and start their own companies and kind of be able to ride for their family in that way. That so. seems like really high level stuff though. Like, don't you feel <laughs> like, I don't know, is it, was, was it something that people were like grasping on? I feel like I know people in my everyday life that if I tried to explain those sorts of things, they'd be like, nope, don't get it. Yeah. So like, it, it, was it a tall order or were they, were they wanting to learn that so badly that it just like, you just ha- you have to make it work. Yeah, it was just like um, the founders of the company had gone over there and had lived Mm -hmm. there for a couple months um, doing some like missionary work. And they were like, hey, like we see this need that can be filled and we think that we can help. Right. Um, It was four girls that were like a little bit older, like maybe five years older than me at the time. And they graduated college and just started doing this. And so it was cool to be part of like a super like strong female team. And it was I felt like I was helping some like a group of people that um, I'd always been like interested in development and that like paired perfectly with my major. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Um, was that kind of like your first foray into that sort of thing? Or like, for some reason, I feel like you've just been around helping people forever. Like, I, like <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just kind of the vibe that I get from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I never like put it together that like. And people like that never would say like, yep, I've been helping people like Oh, no, all my life but like I don't know yeah. if you ever think like I don't know I just feel like you've always been bringing people together yeah well it's funny like whenever anyone's like oh like what's your dream job I was like I want to get like how do I get paid to just like hang out and talk with people because that's right? what I would love to do <laughs> so I feel like this is as close as I've gotten so far mm-hmm. of, um, yeah just getting to like connect with people and hear their stories and I feel like there's so many people that like want community and want those friendships and relationships um, and the internet is great for being able to provide that if it's hard for you to do that, like based on location mm-hmm. or if it's easier to connect, like typing in voice than doing it face to face. Cause that's like a whole nother beast. Right. Are these uh, things that like your parents sort of instilled in you a little bit? Like what was like, what was your upbringing? Like I have become, and I continue to become my dad every single day as much <laughs> as like, he, and it's like, because we're so similar that he drives me crazy, but mm-hmm. we're so alike. And, uh, it's when, when I start to get a little bit older, I'm like, Man, 
they really like made me who I am. Like, do you ever get a chance to think about like what you're what you're doing now, helping people, and where you like over the last couple of years? Where does that start? Like, does it start with your parents? Does it start with your friends growing up? Yeah, it has to start with my parents. Yeah. Like, both of my parents are very. Um, like I grew up in a house that was always the house of like, come over whenever, do you need a place to stay? Like this is always the, the house that was like open door policy and still to this day is like that. Mm -hmm. Like I have friends that like will go home to like visit their family and like, I'll get a picture of like them at my parents' house. I'm like, I'm not even there. Like what's (laughs) going on? Um, but yeah, my parents' house has always been like that. Yeah. What are they Um, like? Are they like you? I'm a pretty like 50, 50 split of my parents, I think Uh of, um, my mom is like very like social mm-hmm. and like always like is doing stuff. And so is my, my dad's like, I feel like even since like I went to college and I've moved out that mm-hmm. my parents have gotten like more social of like when I go home and my dad's like, okay, well I'm doing this. And then mom's going in there and then uh, well, maybe we'll see you for dinner. <laughs> I was like, okay. Where was uh, home? Like where did you grow up? So I was born in the city in San Francisco. Yep. Lived in like various parts of the Bay area okay. until junior high. And then my parents moved outside of Sacramento yeah. Oh, okay. High school outside of Sacramento, which Mm -hmm. is a little more country, definitely a different vibe than the Bay Area for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so that's where they are still. What was that like being uprooted like that? What was that? I hated it. It Yeah, totally sucked. I remember like being in our house and like passing. Like I guess I didn't. I wasn't. I'm still not very good at like expressing feelings about how I feel about things. (laughs) I'll dig it out of you, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to. I've gotten better. Yeah. Um, than I used to be but I would like write I was there was one night where I like my mom and I wrote notes back and forth and I would like go and like slip them under her door and then she would come and slip them under mine about like how I dated it and I didn't want to move and I didn't want to leave my friends because it was like at the end of fifth grade so that's going into like junior high which is like that's a pretty crappy time to have to move well I was thinking about that I'm like I don't know if there is a really good time for that but like there's definitely some that are worse than others I think this is one of those times yeah my parents knew they're like, if we don't move now, then we can never move. It's going to get Because they knew that doing any later would be terrible. Uh-huh. Like having to do it like high school would have sucked too. Um, it depends though. Like I think about like when I went from junior high to high school, and I know this is, there's some people have like middle school or whatever. Basically like well, there's a separation. There's two different schools going to like the final yeah. stage of schooling. Mm-hmm. And like I needed a clean break big time. I love my clean break mm-hmm. from like junior high to, to high school. So maybe, I don't know, it all depends. But it sounds like you were probably so social the entire time. All these big yeah. groups of friends and stuff. Yeah. It's, I've always had like really separate groups of friends. So mm. I think it like kind of worked out okay. Like it wasn't like a huge deal. There's like a couple people that I like still keep in touch with from mm-hmm. living in the Bay Area, but not like a ton. Were, um, but were yeah. video games a big part of your life at that point? Or have they ever really been? I guess I don't even really know that side yeah. of you too. Like, are you playing games twenty four? Like, I you can't be. You're, you're you're having to run the run the business, and like you're taking care of all these different communities, which we'll get to. Yeah. But like, where do games fit in for you? So my dad has always, as long as I've I can remember, he's played games, and like, I love it's it. It's kind of like gone back and forth, like depending on like what period of life we've mm. all been in and stuff like that. But I grew up with like NES and SNES and playing duck hunt with my dad and Dr. Mario with my grandparents and stuff like that. Um, so that's it's always the best <laughs> Dr. Mario with my grandparents. That's awesome. That, we were talking, I think it was like in a games cast recording, something came up about Dr. Mario and I was like, that was like the best part about going to my grandparents. I was like, Sorry, Grandma and Grandma. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And actually, I feel like I actually responded to you saying that in the same way. I can't remember. I feel like that was a recent episode that I was listening to. And I'm like, I wanted this. It's the classic picture of, you know, the kid laughing alongside the two people on the advertisement. Like, uh, yeah. oh, I'm totally involved in this. this. So great. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, totally playing Dr. Bar with grandparents. That's, like, how did they even... Is, is let me let me understand the generational gap like is my grandparents are ancient there's one left and like all of my family members waited forever uh to okay. have kids right so there's a giant gap from like me to my dad and his, uh, his parents as well so there's no chance mm-hmm. are you like in close proximity to your parents and grandparents is that how that worked um my parents were like 33 and 29 when they had me okay they were a little bit older but my dad's um youngest brother was like probably at the time that I was born, like twenty. Mm-hmm. So Can you imagine, yeah, twenty so, years old, just like kids. Yeah. So he, so the fact, and I think he was still living with my grandparents at the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that my uncle was so young, I think, kind of helped too, because I think he, yeah, he was still living at home. So 
and he played video games. So mm. I think that kind of like transitioned them into having stuff around. So was it like a nice to have for you or was it like an obsession? Uh, it was a nice to have. I yeah. don't, video games have never been like my like obsession, like go to mm-hmm. like activity. Right. It's always been like what that. Is? Oh, um, I don't know that I, I mean, are you just so all over the place that like, I feel like it's just totally depends on like my mood of like, sometimes I like get into a book and I'm like, I can't put this down. Mm -hmm. And I just read for like the next week straight. Um, and sometimes it's like, I get hooked into a TV show or I find the office episode. That's my favorite. And then that gets me started off. I love it. Yeah. So what are you reading? Um, right now I am reading Aziz Ansari's book. Oh, nice. Forever. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's really good. So it's perfect because it's him and like a bunch of sociologists Mm -hmm. that came together to write this book on like modern dating and how it's changed. (laughs) And um, it's fun anecdotes from him, but because it had in my major before it was cultural anthropology was sociology. Mm -hmm. So it like still resonates in my brain of like, oh, I like this. So that's been a fun one. I've been reading it for like forever. And I, it's nice because you can take it chapter by chapter. It's not like a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like a memoir of all of his stories mm-hmm. and like experiences and stuff like that. So dang it. I always mean to get around like I, my parents got me a Kindle for Christmas and I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to read. And then the switch comes out. And like basically any time that I would like be, you know, on the go or read, like on the bus, especially. Yeah, no, reading mm-hmm. is always going to take a backseat to, to video yeah. games for me. But what about what I'm, about now at the at the studio? Like, are you roped into playing games more, or are you still yeah. like, just working all the time? No, I definitely play games more now. Yeah, uh, Friday the Thirteenth was one that like really got a hooks <laughs> in me, which is so weird because I wasn't I don't like multiplayer games like really at all, and I don't mm. play them. So after hearing Greg talk about it, I'm like, this sounds fun. I really like horror movies and just like that whole scene in general. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like I want this, but maybe I'll wait until the single player campaign comes out. Um, that they've mm-hmm. been teasing for like forever and who knows if it'll happen. Um, but I hopped into a couple games and I played with, I played one ma- round with like randoms and I was like, this sucks. This is why I don't play oh, really? games. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like, it was a bunch of kids and I was like, uh, I'm just going to mute all my mics, mute everybody else's mics, mm-hmm. go on. And then I like tweeted out about it and like, I had a group of, a crew of people that were like, Hey, I want to play. So I started playing and I was like, oh, okay, this is fun when you're playing with people that you know and or tangentially know in, in some form, you know, that they're not like crazy. Totally. Yeah. They're not going to actually try to murder you and try yeah. to track you down by your IP address. And have address. like a bunch of slurs if I get killed or something like that. Oh, so, do you get that? Like when you play online, do you get any like the... Uh, because I don't play multiplayer stuff. Like That's I don't good. Yeah, you just avoid ever. it altogether. Yeah. I don't just play, play on it. Nintendo. And, <laughs> there we go perfect no one's ever gonna use you're perfectly like safe there um and plus like my i'm joey noel everywhere so mm. it's like no one really knows that i'm a girl necessarily um oh good call so I, like I, don't, I yeah. never even thought of that so yeah i don't even get like messages about anything mm-hmm. uh, which has been kind of nice what's but, the, where does the joey noel is that your middle name what's what's noel? so my yeah, Noel's my middle name. Oh, okay. And I was born on Christmas, so it like, kind of works out. That is so on the nose. I love that. I know. Super <sighs> crazy. Talk to me about like the community as well. So like you've actually created and like you've got you've got such amazing friendships from people all over the world. Like this it seems like it happened overnight, but obviously that's just what people say when when it eventually happens. But this has been coming yeah. for for a long time. Like where where have you met these people either in person or on, on the community? Like, where did it all start for you to become real life friendships? Like they're on the internet, but they're real. Like it's that weird kind of like both situation. Oh, a thousand percent. Every time I like talk to my parents and I was like, still so weird to me that I grew up like telling you, like, don't talk to strangers on the internet and don't get into strangers cars. And now you do all of these on a daily basis and I hate it. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah. Internet and Uber. Sorry, mom. (laughs) Oh, I was like, what strangers cars are you getting into? But that totally makes sense. All the time. All over the city. So funny. I didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Um, But yeah, so I, I had been list. So I didn't listen to, I didn't start with any of the games content for kind of funny or even before kind of funny when it was game over Greggy. I started with Oreo oration. And then slowly got into all of their non-gaming content. And then um, I was like, well, I've watched everything. Mm -hmm. And they do game stuff. Maybe I'll try that. And then I was like, I mean, I like it because it's entertaining, but I don't really, like, connect with it. 
But then right. once they broke off and did kind of funny and started kind of funny games and started doing the morning show or calling Greg live, I guess at the time, mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, okay. And so I would like watch Twitch chat, but I wouldn't like be, or I would watch Twitch, but I wouldn't be in the chat at all. Um, and then we, the, my friend that introduced me to kind of funny, we came up to San Francisco for the first kind of funny live. And that was like the first like a, online community event thing. And even at that point, like, I think I was in the Facebook group, but I wasn't really on it. Mm-hmm. Or like I would just lurk in there, um, and even after, yeah, just like no, oh, what what the what are you what talking are you about? Doing? Yep, yeah, and even at the show, like I remember seeing like Nikki Powell. I don't think What's I ever talked to her that day. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, those are the cool girls that do lipstick nerds. I've like seen them on Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think like Trevor Starkey was in front of me, and I think we did like exchange pleasantries but like didn't talk or hang out or anything like that and I like pretty much stuck with like the guy that I had come with and then two of my college friends that I ran into there yeah so, like I didn't talk to anyone really um and was then it an after- intimidation thing or were you just like not into it like like it's kind of that was- weird like I know them but I don't know them like yeah it's it was that and also like it was a totally it was an overwhelming experience for me just because mm. like I've never done any of this and I have no idea what to expect and this is like kind of weird and like, I wasn't fully invested at that point, right. I don't think. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to, like, observe and see what everybody else is doing and kind of mm-hmm. go from there. Um, but after that, then I started jumping into Twitch chat. Um, and that was, like, the first thing that I really did. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is this regular group of people that are here every day. And let's start talking. And then all of a sudden we start. Then it's like, oh, let me follow you on Twitter. And then, like, things kind of explode from there. Right. So, like, what... What has changed aside from the obvious that like you're literally recording in the kind of funny studios right now, like aside (laughs) from that, like how has your life kind of been? Because I talk about it with this show as well on a much smaller scale just because the reach is smaller. But like I have I have built and like I've got real life friends that if like I saw them in person, we could hang Mm -hmm. out for an entire weekend and it wouldn't be like strange or foreign or anything. It would just be like this is the way that it should be. So in what ways um, has, you know, this new lifestyle, how, how has it like enhanced your life? It's crazy because I feel so going even back a little bit, like there's like a couple people that I talked to from high school yeah. and there's like a little bit bigger of a group that I talked to from college. And then I talked to like more friends that I made post-college, but I feel like because all of those relationships started in person and then had to transition to like, we don't live close to each other. And we don't, Mm. we had to like figure out that transition of phone to texting to internet to like whatever method worked for us that I feel like a lot of those friendships kind of fell off a little bit Mm -hmm. versus all of the people that I've met through this community. Like we've all started not 99% of us not living anywhere that we could actually like hang out on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So it's so much easier that we haven't had to transition make that trans any weird like transitions over communication and how we connect each other. So like one of, like one of my super great friends, she's in Canada across the country. And it's like, because we've only ever been able to have our friendship, like via texting or like Twitter or whatever like that, it's been a lot easier to maintain because we have that same, we've had the Mm. same expectation and stuff like that Mm -hmm. versus when it's in person friendships that have to transition. It's like, well, they're not making time for me and I'm not a phone uh, person. I'm yeah. not a texter. You know, you have to like manage all of that. But like if we've met all of these people just through the internet, obviously it's really easy to, we're both, we both like the internet. We all mm. like, you know, like we, it's all something that we are on a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit easier to maintain, but it's like super crazy. Like I went to Nikki Powell's wedding and like two yes, years ago, that's what I'm talking was, about. Like, who would have thought that I would have been like at Nikki's wedding and stuff like that. And, um, it's super crazy, but I love it. It's really fun. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of funny live is nice because it's like one time a year that like, it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to see most of my friends. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to have that like summer camp experience of like, oh, y'all get to be I was going to say Christmas <laughs> where the family comes home, but summer <laughs> camp is way better. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, and then like trying to figure out like trips kind of other than that of like, I went to RTX for the first time this year. So it was cool to get to see oh, like, oh yeah. People and connect with people there and like mm-hmm. PSX I feel like it's almost like a mini reunion too because so many people are so diehard PlayStation it's like we're gonna go to another convention it might as well be the one that like caters to my specific mm-hmm. interests 
So oh. it's so funny because I literally just got a call from a friend that I've had for years and years and years, pretty much like the set out of all my friends. I've known him the second longest. There's one, one of my friends, neighbor, Matt, I've known, I don't have a memory without him. And then the, yeah, the next friend that I still have, he lit, he just called me and I was, it's so <laughs> funny as you were describing that like transition from seeing each other to every day to like, are we texting? Are we phoning? And I'm like, Oh, there's Marco. Oh, man, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen him in like forever. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, okay, so my wife's sister is just applying for a job, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, she wanted uh, Chelsea to look over the resume. And sh- and she's like, you know, you're the writer. Like, why don't you have a look at the cover letter and stuff? And, and this was like moments before this call, right? And so uh-huh. I'm like, that makes me wonder, like, I'm assuming Joey didn't put together a resume and a cover letter. I'm like, what was the application process for you to become the community manager for Kind of Funny? Um, fun fact, I actually did put together my oh, resume. No Dang it, of course. But I, I did put it my foot two in my mouth years like ago. That. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even like anything related to me, like immediately related to me getting this job. Mm-hmm. Um, but at RTX two years ago, the boys had a panel and they had Gus from Rooster Teeth on their panel. And the whole like theme was like, hey, you guys are like 10 years ahead of us as a company, like looking back on how Rooster Teeth grew and what you guys did, like what would you advise for us? And so um, they talked about, like, a lot of different stuff. And Gus was talking about, like, man, you guys planned, like, live events way before we even did it. Like, we've only been doing it for, like, a couple of years at this point. Um, and so Tim had asked uh, Gus, like, okay, like, what do you think our next hire should be? And Gus was mm. like, hey, I think you need to hire back-end people to help take some of the that stuff off of your plate so you guys can focus on doing content. Um, and I heard that, and I, like, immediately, like, minimized the window because I was watching on Twitch and I like wrote up a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey guys. Um, at this point, like I had been like, this was after kind of funny live. And so I think I had like kind of been around a little bit more. I was like, Hey, like this is my resume. This is what I've done. This is how I can help you. Um, I would love to work with you guys someday. I know you're not in a place to hire right now, but keep me in mind and like never heard back, which is totally fine because being on this end, I know how many times that they get emails like that. Yeah. And, um, and like, what was your relationship with them at that point? Like, were you known? Like, cause there's, there's a group of people who are, who are very close, yeah. who are working behind the scenes already unofficially. Um, exactly. like, were you I one of those or still even no. further away? I wasn't a mod or anything at that point on mm-hmm. any of the platforms. I'm trying to think cause I had met all the guys at kind of funny live one mm-hmm. and I like Greg recognized me because we Eric Castro bartender at large had done this thing <laughs> why isn't there a picture of Greg at Portillo's yet and he was like I will give a hundred dollars to anybody that puts a picture of Greg at Portillo's and there was one like 20 minutes from me so we like no went and like way. put like jokingly put up one and so Greg was like oh you're the Portillo's girl <laughs> I was like yeah um I mean it works that right? works yeah um, so yeah, they had like, I think they like recognized me at least at right. that point. Um, and so, yeah, so I didn't hear back from there. And mm-hmm. then about a little bit over a year ago, I got an email that was like, Hey, we're looking to fill this like community liaison position. And there's like a few of you that kind of caught our attention and Hey, answer these questions. Mm. So I answered and sent them back. And then like, I had like had a couple conversations with them, like, cause I had seen them at like E3 and Comic-Con and stuff like that about stuff, but I didn't really hear back about the job until like no October, November. Yeah. Were you thinking like, it's not even going to happen? Like that's, or do you just realize these things can take time? I just knew that it was crazy. Cause uh, I had yeah. checked with them a couple times like, Hey, like I'm trying not to bug you, but like curious, do you have like, is this still happening? Do you have a time frame? Did you pick someone else? Like, just want to like figure out what my bearings are. And they're like, Oh, we got the studio and that threw everything off. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that makes sense. Um, so yeah. were you anticipating that it was going to be like, cause it ended up being part-time at the start. So mm-hmm. you ended up working another job full-time and this was in addition to that. So were you trying to get yeah. like a sense of um, like the commitment that it was going to be required of you? Um, they all, they had always like promoted it as this is going to be part-time. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't a full-time thing. And even at the time where they were first like thinking about the role, cause they didn't really have like a plan for it. They're like, this is just something we know we need and we need to figure it out. So it's going to be like a collaboration of like what you think it is, what, what is we it? think it is finding it like some middle ground. Um, and at that point it wasn't even like a full blown community manager. Mm. It was just like the, they described it like the Jedi Senate thing of like, <laughs> the and they tell me something and I report d- down to everybody and they report stuff up to me and I, 
yeah, yeah. that was a whole thing i remember uh, that that was sort of the way that like when you came on the show and it was like here's joey and this is what she's gonna be doing like that was that was what was described is that what you do is it more is it totally <laughs> different is it like what what is it really it's a lot yeah um, well, now because, you're full yeah. time. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy month for sure. Um, so it started out as trying to figure out what this job looks like. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit weird because 10 hours a week was probably like less than I had worked for kind of funny mm-hmm. than like leading up to it because it for so long was like my creative outlet, what I would I do at home you. after work and, you know, like what I love to do. So it was weird because I wanted to like try and set appropriate expectations of what is possible to do in 10 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to like pull back a little bit, but I didn't, I don't know. I don't like that. Right. Um, that never really worked out super well. <laughs> I feel like I just kept doing stuff. Um, but I think part-time gigs are really hard to manage. I think no matter what it is, I think it's really hard to go like this person has a limited amount, like even less than a full time. Like it's hard to gauge mm-hmm. like what that actually, like what the output is. Yeah, that and plus being remote because I was still in Southern California at that time. Oh, okay. It made it really hard too. Yeah. Um, but so it started out as like, yes, doing community management um, and trying to figure out what that looked like. And then shortly at like I had been with Kind of Funny for like a month mm-hmm. and they had, then they started talking to me about like maybe wanting to take over some social media stuff for them. Um, so then I, that was like still being talked about. And then when Colin left, that's when I took over that. Mm-hmm. And like that took up more than that took up like essentially almost all of my time. Um, Colin leaving. All- well, yeah, Colin leaving. That was a busy week. And on a personal level, like I got let go from my job that week too. So it was like mm. everything exploding. Um, that's but crazy think, that the universe yeah. does that to you, by the I way, know, right? like, what are the chances that all of like, this is cause that was such a monumental moment that will go down. We'll, we'll look back on that, that week forever and ever. As long as anybody is a kind of funny fan, we'll look back at that moment. And I'm, so I'm curious, like, I don't, you can share whatever you're comfortable with, but I am curious, like from yeah. your end, like, how did that, how did that go down and how did you deal with um, the lead up? And then ultimately when he announced it, that he was leaving and, and I guess we'll get into what things are like now, but I'm curious, like it's almost like a ground zero moment and you're there trying to, it's like, good thing you're like, thank goodness you're there because that like, yeah. I mean, you're there for, for the good and the bad. And this is kind of like shit hit the fan. Yeah. I mean, that was like a rough week, obviously like on the, on a, professional level and on a personal level like for me so like it was kind of hard to manage both things of like shoot I gotta figure out this job thing and now my other job thing like things are drastically changing over there and who knows what that looks like yeah um I think it was hard to not and I know that the guys have talked about this too for everyone to be separate of Mm -hmm. like the guys are at PAX half of like Colin and Kevin and half the guys are still here where were you I was in Southern California okay so, like, none of us are together, oh, and everybody's, man. like, super busy because it is a con. So, like, no one's really, like, talking about a lot of stuff. And I'm, like, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, plus, I'm, like, trying to deal with, like, trying to figure out my personal life of, like, do I stay in Southern California? Is this, like, the push I need to, like, move back up to Northern California kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that? Um, not So, it was just plus, like, the community obviously was, like, trying to process on their own, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was, like, a rough week for sure. Um but what, what accommodations did you have to make in your own life to eventually move up north? Because like moving sucks. I think we can all agree that moving sucks. even <laughs> and I haven't even done like a big move. I've moved like 20 minutes away from like where I was born. But moving still moving though. It's, you still have to like pack up all your stuff no matter how far you go. That is true. I moved my brother. He he moved back home. He he lived in a city about three or four hours south of here. And we moved like it was. You're right. It's, it's pretty similar. But it, it's that like. If you forget something, you probably ain't going back. Like if that drive yeah. is is a is a beast. So yeah, like what did you have to like? What arrangements in your own life did you have to like? Did you have to talk to anybody? Is it just you? Is it like are you moving yeah. people with you? No, it's just me. Yeah. Um. So luckily, the house that I have lived in in Southern California for like the last few years was like a. It's like a house that's like been passed down through our friend group of like, we could tell you the people that have lived there for like the last seven years. That's awesome. Which has been really cool. So it's been like, we've tried to keep it like in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so luckily, like I still know the girls that live there and we have like a huge storage area in our garage. It's like the size of a one car garage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, do you mind if I store like my bed and my dresser and some like boxes down there until I figure out 
what I'm doing because I just I moved back to my parents' house for a couple months. I was like, I tried to figure out where I was going to land. Right. Um, and they were like, no, not at all. That's totally fine. So I still like all that stuff is still there. Like I still have to go get it. Um, but I just, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys, for letting me keep it there. Right. Um, but because I like just figured out my apartment in San Francisco, like within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to like go down and get all that stuff eventually. So how has San Francisco been so far? Like, is it kind of like what you expect? Like, I, I just know how expensive it is, but there's so yeah. much to do. Like, it's such an amazing place. Like, how are you processing that? Like settling down now in San Francisco? It's really fun. I oh, nice. It. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really great. Um, so I've been lucky that it kind of funny, like to, I, uh, well, even at like PSX before that, I met Barrett Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, he's working at IGN right now. And then his girlfriend, Alyssa, and I are like super good friends. Um, so it's been fun to like, and we've like built that friendship like over the last like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been fun to like come into the city and like have people that I'm friends with already. And like, I'm like, huh, what's everybody doing tonight? And Alyssa's like, let's go get ice cream. It's like, okay. Like there's always like someone to like hang out with. And um, there are like a couple other people that I've met like tangentially through like kind of funny in the industry. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, Hey, let's go to brunch or let's go to the park or let's go do something. I love uh, it. Yeah. San Francisco is great. I'm also very lucky that like I have a lot of family in the Bay area. So right, I was course. able to get like a hookup for housing. So I'm not paying like a million and a half dollars. Just a million. Enough. Just a, like, yeah, yeah exactly. you get that 50% discount. Yeah, totally. It's kind of nice. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. It was super easy for me to find That's an good. apartment. Um, I didn't really have to like hunt at all because they yeah. had kind of some like work for me. So nice. I'm very, very grateful for that. It was like the least stressful moving process I've really ever had to. Oh, do. good. Well, again, like after like all the stuff that like, you know, the stressful part, at least this part, you can kind of settle like, oh, this is mm-hmm. this isn't so bad. So yeah. I'm curious, like what's what's next? Like, I, I assume that like every single day your job is evolving. And like you, I'm assuming that the conversations you're having is just trying to you know, make life sane in the world yeah. of kind of funny. Like what is as much as you could say, like what's coming, what's next? Like, where do you see things going for you? Like, will you have a team of people at some point? Like where, where's, where are things going for you? Yeah. Um, I think we're still in a phase where we're like trying to, we're gauging like how everybody's responding to all the new stuff that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, since kind of funny life three and like so far the response has been really great. What's the most um, exciting so, for you? I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to, totally I've, I've been told some people like it. Some people hate it and I apologize. Uh, but yeah, like sometimes you, you mentioned something like, I'm going to jump on that. Like, no, what's totally. the most exciting thing for you that, that has, that has been new in the last little bit? Cause a lot has changed since, since Colin's yeah. departure. Um, I think kind of funny games daily is awesome. Isn't it? Um, yes. It's so great. And like, I, uh, cause and Andy and I have unique perspectives of like coming into this company as fans of like, mm-hmm. we think we have a pretty good read on what people will like and not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when that, when that idea for kind of funny games daily started getting talked about, we're like, Oh, that would be really cool. But then like the work side and like the side that, knows how hard all these guys work. I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't burn out because that is a lot of content to put no out. No kidding. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody expected, you know, PS I love you, XOXO, gone. So mm-hmm. you think maybe and he started kind of hinting about some replacement. So you think immediately a weekly podcast or some sort of like weekly thing. And then they yeah. come out and say it's every mother F and day, M to Friday, M to Monday to Friday. Um yeah. And we've got Andrew Renee and Daniel Dwyer. Like that yeah. just completely blew expectations out of the water. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody was possible. That. Yeah. No. And that it's been really awesome of like, okay, if at least if we're going to add like another show onto like our plate for the week, at least we're bringing in people. Mm-hmm. So it's not falling on like Andy, Tim, Nick and Greg, like yeah. to host all these things. And like, Nick doesn't really play games. So he's like not really on games daily. I'm like, that is a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but Having Andrea and Danny on the team has been really great because, like, they, I don't know, it just broadens, like, the games that kind of funny covers, I feel like, because, mm-hmm. like, Andrea and Danny loves Paragon. It's like, none of us, I don't think, have ever played Paragon <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's cool to get different opinions. Because mm-hmm. um, after listening to people for, like, a few years, you can kind of, like, expect or, like, gauge, like, this person's probably going to like this and this person's probably not going to like this. So it just brings, like, a little bit of fresh air of, let's start some new conversations mm-hmm. and new I don't know. It'll be interesting to see like if they join like the game of the year discussion and how those go and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun. It's 
on a personal level, it's nice to have Andrea around and have like another girl. <laughs> no kidding. I was <laughs> just going to ask about that. Yeah. Like how often is she around? Like, cause she's so busy. I could just imagine she like, she pulls up, like you're basically recording before she actually sits down so that like you're yeah. not wasting any time. What has it been like to have her around? How much are you able to like kind of have her within the kind of funny family? Um, yeah, they're both her and Danny are around like a fair bit, a fair bit, usually like two days a week, depending on things, sometimes three. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually here from like when the morning show starts because um, okay. they work with Greg on like gathering stories and like figuring out what they're going to talk about any mm-hmm. given day. Um, and then if Greg's on the show, usually they're sitting in like the front office because we have a couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with like me and Andy and cool Greg and Kevin, which <laughs> yeah, I always so giggle cool Greg. I just I'm sorry. I was giggling. <laughs> <with that. laughs> no, uh, yeah, he's. And he's been he's been officially brought on the team now as well. Yeah, so he's been working with us since like February, March, mm-hmm. or Andy. Um, but it was like a secret until we thought it'd be like a fun kind of funny life. It's always fun to like announce people in a fun way. Isn't that the best? Uh, I so in yeah. my real in my real job, which is actually my actual job, you know, I look to the video game industry quite a bit. When in the summertime, we we launch this house lottery giveaway, like houses and cars and trips and everything for for the charity that I work for. That's but we awesome. have to do a press conference, which is like such a minuscule like version of the grandiose stuff that happens at E three and the stuff <laughs> that you guys do and stuff. But I will like rip out lines. Like we are so excited to like I'll take out things that people will say for these things and I. I'll yeah. apply it and it's like it's I don't know it's kind of like that adopting things that you're super passionate about and applying it to like kind of your everyday and that's exactly. kind of what you get to do now like I'm I'm curious of that is it a struggle is it the actual best part of it of you kind of touched on it being a fan but also it's your professional life like how do you separate or if you do you have to separate being a fan and I guess outputting stuff for the company like what's that balance yeah. like I guess I, it's easy for me just because I'm not in a ton of content. So Mm. I feel like I still get the fan experience to a degree because Mm. I'm still like consuming a lot of our content. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because I'm writing all of our social stuff. So I have to know what we're talking about. (laughs) It's probably a good Uh, thing. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, I can kind of see like, cause I'll like, I was on GOG that went up this week Mm -hmm. and like, I kind of get where a lot of people in general come from of like not listening to the content that they're on where it's just like, Oh, I I don't know that I really want to listen and hear myself talk like that Mm -hmm. seems weird. Yep. (laughs) Um, So I totally get that. So I think I'm very lucky that I kind of get that break and I don't really have to deal with that as much, Mm -hmm. but as time goes on and like, I want to do like, I don't really want, I don't really have any interest on being like an on camera personality, but I want to start like helping develop content for, um, some of our channels and like we have a list of things that we want to do of course um, it's just finding like the hours or the minutes <laughs> spare minutes in the day to figure that out um but I think as long as I stay on like the back end like more like brainstorming low 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 production or at least having some input on things mm-hmm. I think it'll be easy for me to maintain the to still be able to enjoy something that's still considered work yeah yeah totally so like what's the what's the environment like right now you know it's been 2017 has been a crazy year like what's the environment um in the studio what's the what's the vibe in the community from your perspective like what how what's the temperature in the kind of funny ecosystem yeah yeah (laughs) totally um the office is really it's a weird thing because it's a really fun place to work but when I think about the day-to-day it's like 90 maybe not 90 but majority of the time like everybody's at their desks working trying to do a million things at once but there Mm -hmm. are those like funny like interstitial moments of like you hear Nick giggling and you're like oh he's up to (laughs) nothing good he's probably recording an Instagram story Mm -hmm. Uh, or like these little like interactions that like cross over that do make it really fun but comprise like a very small amount of our work day probably right um but yeah it's good and how about in the community like how how are are people kind of leveling out for it because they're freaking out for a little while there i will say it so you don't have to but i can my observation was that was that think people were getting a little crazy but are things kind of like leveling out now a little bit yeah i think yeah i think after the announcements that we made people 
did see that like, hey, they are listening to us. They're not just saying that because mm-hmm. um, we really did take a lot of stuff to heart when we, we put out like a couple of surveys and Greg did like a, a town hall meeting, which like we're going to bring back and stuff too. So we kind of are a little bit closer and have like a better sense of like the pulse of where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Um, That's but- awesome. I watch Big Brother anytime they have a house meeting, like it doesn't go down well at all. So a town meeting, it sounds risky, but no, that's, yeah. that's really good. Talk about like the, you kind of mentioned the, you know, showing that you're listening. Like, what does that, what does that mean? And how do you think, like, why did, why do fans respond so positively? Like almost, it's almost like when, I, from my perspective, I almost see people say, we are listening. And then people go, oh, they must be listening. Like, but, but you have to go kind of the extra mile to demonstrate that you're listening. Like, why, why yeah. do you think that's so important in, in maintaining the fans' uh, attention? Um, I mean, we ultimately, like, we've cultivated, like, a really great community. And we want to make sure that things that we're doing are things that we're passionate about, but are also things that, like, our audience wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of time, like, our audience has really great ideas about things. Um, that we also think are great ideas. Right. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, we could Dang. totally do that. So, like, even for, like, for instance, with party mode, like, everyone's always been like, man, I wish you guys just did, like, more, like, less. I mean, there's always going to be two sides of, like, we want more informational Let's Plays and we want of more course. fun Let's Plays. And it's like, it's like a 50-50 shot. Like, how mm. do we know which one to do? So, I think with party mode, we found a good way to do more of, like, the fun, like, off-the-walls stuff. And then we still are like producing more of like the preview ish kind of let's plays that are a little bit more like serious and right. I mean, well, it's kind of produced. they're still not that serious, <laughs> but, uh, a little <laughs> On bit the more spectrum of kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just trying to make sure that we're like providing content that we think. I mean, ultimately, we have to be excited about it mm-hmm. in order to make a good product, but we want to make sure that the things that we're excited about there's also like an audience for what is something you can totally just tell me to like go to hell or just hang up on the call but what (laughs) is that would be a first actually if somebody just like (laughs) and i'm done and goodbye um what's an idea you kind of mentioned this this growing list of things that like eventually what's something that like maybe you've put up or something that you're really excited that probably will like never happen or just like this ridiculous pie in the sky idea so that's the funny thing about being it kind of funny of like the things that you think are like crazy outlandish ideas aren't really that crazy. And a like daily game are show not... with Andrew Renee. And, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I want to add another daily show. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, doable. So I don't know that there's anything like super, super crazy. Mm-hmm. We do have some things like in our back pocket of like, cause I think we're going to start, we want to do like, we're doing cooking with Greggy for a season. So I think so we'll do funny. more like, seasonal content and there are some things on that list that I'm like man would not have expected this yeah. but I think people are really gonna like it here we go so I'm just gonna tease you guys with that because Do yeah. I don't think it's ever off, I don't think it's ever off the table okay because that's the thing that I look at like I always I guess it, it goes back to when PS I love you kind of went away like it's it's just just such separation from when, when you're a fan you think what the group is capable of producing and then they come out with something that's totally kind of blows you away and I think that that's always so impressive about kind of funny is you guys are always thinking about something that nobody else would even consider and then you just kind of like make it happen I think that's the most impressive part about it yeah I give like major major credit to the guys because they're like their ability to like plan and like brainstorm future shows is like Mm. super crazy because it's I don't like I that's where I feel very much like on the fan side of like how do you guys even think about this and like even seeing like the production side of things and like how good they are at all that, like, uh, Tim's edit with kind of funny, like three. Right. And like Nick sits down and like spends 10 minutes doing something. I'm like, how do you make that look that good? Like, this is really impressive and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so just seeing like all of their, like their individual abilities, like really come out Mm -hmm. on like a side that I didn't really see as much when I wasn't in the office every day. Like even when I was still working for them of like the way that Greg like handles all of like our PR and stuff mm. like that. I'm like, man, you just like know everyone. It's just it's effortless. So yeah, like, do you sure. have, do you have like, is there like a mentorship at all? Like, do you look at somebody who's like, yep, I'm going to be learning a whole bunch of stuff from, from you, or maybe it's not even just one individual, but is there that kind of like um, learning process that happens with now that you're working so closely with them? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, who's I feel like the it's a, a little bit of everything. Who's the wisdom source? Who's, well, there's, 
all like it's a very collaborative uh-huh. office. No, me. you gotta pick one. I can't. Pick, well, okay, I'll <laughs> pick just, one. I'm just, just kidding. You don't have to. Just based on what's going on right now, of I, so I don't have like any editing mm. skills or anything like that, and I don't even want to be like I don't want crazy editing sk- skills, but. There's so many funny things that happen like on the morning show or on the Game Over Gravy show or Gamescast or whatever mm-hmm. that I want to be able to break out and do like clip out and post to social media and our Facebook page and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the guys were really great of like, yeah, let's get you premiere. And hey, let's Kevin's like, let me sit down and like set this up for you. And we'll talk next week about like basic editing stuff and how you do it. And Tim's like, yeah, you can totally do that. And then we'll show you how to make gifts and stuff. And so it's really great of like, hey, I have this idea. And they're like, yep, let's make it work and happen. And like, yeah, I understand that part of it. it's like, ooh, that's one more thing that's like off of their plate. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I want to learn this and I want to like figure out how to do this and nice. figure out a better process and make it like a little bit of a like well-oiled machine. It seems like, it seems like a dream come true. Like, is that still feel like like a fantasy? Is it just or is it now like more more real? It's the it's the daily grind that kind of brings you back down into reality. Oh no, it's still weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not weird every day mm-hmm. like it was when I first started. Like on January 5th, I was like, oh, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other day, Greg and I went to go see a preview of Life is Strange Before the Storm. Right. Um, and we were like in an Uber over there. And I was looking through my phone and I have the Time Hop app. So it tells you like what's happened on that day in years past. And so like oh, cool. two years ago on that day I had met Greg for the first time at polite provisions for a comic-con meetup. Mm-hmm. And then two years ago to that day, I think I had like posted a picture of us at comic-con again. And then what? for like that day, two years later to be like in a Uber on our way to go to my first preview event. I'm like, this is crazy. Oh my- so it's like little things like that happen where I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I'm very lucky. Powers and I- of the universe. Yeah. I was just talking to Marissa Roberto about this a couple of weeks ago, and that was the thing. Like, I kind of, I, I kind of questioned her about that a little bit. Like, where, are, where, like, are you a religious person? Do you feel like there's, like, because that just seems like such a, such a crazy coincidence that it's on the same day. Like, some, some force of nature is putting you in these places at the right place at the right time. Like, would you ever kind of like get to, to think back on those moments that put you where you are today? Oh no, a thousand percent. I grew up going to church. (laughs) Um, and like, I still consider myself Christian, Mm -hmm. though I think my views on like the church as an institution have changed a lot over the last like couple of years and stuff like that. I think the church has probably changed a lot too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I do like think about it and like, that was something like when everything happened with like my job and the Colin thing of like, oh, this is totally like a God thing that of like for, a year, a year and a half, I was like, I need to not be at my job and I'm not happy and I know what I want to do, but this is a good safety net while I figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those things of like, no, okay, if you're not going to take those steps and do that, mm-hmm. then maybe I will just do that for you and kind of push you, push you out the door, even though you're like trying uh, to stay. Yeah. You know? But even looking back now, I'm like, that was like the best thing that ever could have happened because mm-hmm. I'm so much happier now. Um, and like, yeah, moving back and then being able to be in the office a little bit more, I think kind of sped up the process of like, Hey, like we should like, what does it look like to bring Joey on full time and how would that help? And what's the mm-hmm. flow for that? So that's awesome. Step. Oh man. I'm just so happy for you. And you seem like you're just so comfortable and it seems like you're happy and I'm, and I'm so happy for you. I always tend to round out these conversations with a, a very generic type of like, what are you looking forward to with the rest of 2017, whether it be game releases or in, in your professional or personal world, like what's, what's coming up. That's got you kind of tickled a little bit. I'm so excited to finally get my hands on a switch. Yes! That's like the thing that Good I am answer. so excited about. Cause I don't have one yet. Mm-hmm. Cause they've been so hard to find and mm-hmm. I haven't had like a full-time job. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't spend this money on a console. Uh, but you, but sound, now you find a way do. to do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like these are gaming is always an irrational decision. It doesn't make any a sense thousand ever. Percent. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about irrational decisions. So I've, so ever since they <laughs> announced the, um, the Splatoon joy cons, yep. I was like the green and the pink ones. I'm like, Oh, I'm totally into this. So the lovely Amy Gills being in Ireland was like, Hey, I can order these for you since they're not in the United States. So she ordered them for me and is sending them to me and I don't even have the console yet. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, my first, my first Nintendo purchase is definitely going to be joy cons for a console that I don't own yet. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that is phenomenal. Well, a lot of people have that for Amiibo. They got these Amiibo that have functionality for systems that they don't have. So I think that's a normal yeah. thing for Nintendo. So yeah, kind of counting but, on that. Exactly. In the next month or so, I have like a couple of leads for people that are like, I think I have one that I could sell to you. I was like, okay, you just keep me in mind. But yeah, I'm excited for to finally play Breath of the Wild because I only played like 30 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started on Kevin's Switch, but I was like, I don't really want to have to keep borrowing your Switch to play this because it's going to take me a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to wait. Um, Mario Odyssey, I'm excited about. Um, Stardew Valley. I love it. Switch. Yeah, that is crazy. That's like, that will just change the world, I think. Productivity overall will go down. Bathroom yeah. breaks will go up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah. As if I haven't put enough time and hours into that already. Yeah. Um, I'm on excited. For, um, I'm playing on PC and I also on my PS4. I freaking love it. Gosh, I, I tried to get into it. It's just when I play, I was playing on my laptop. I need it on something that I'll have with me more often, I think. And the Switch is, that's it, man. That, yeah. It's over. Well, yeah, that's why I got it on Steam originally because I was traveling so much, mm-hmm. going back and forth, and I was like, I'm not going to like fly with my PS4 every time, but if I can put it on my laptop, that'll be a little bit easier. But it's not like ideal to be like cramped and playing on my laptop either. So mm-hmm. Switch, I think, would be perfect, and then they're supposed to be implementing multiplayer. So then- I love traveling with a console, though. I think it's so hilarious. Like, yeah. I've just got to save some room in my brief- in my suitcase don't bring clothes or something else like i gotta make sure that my ps4 exactly. can fit in there or my xbox or whatever it is i know when i flew for christmas my parents are like really you're coming home for christmas and you want to play i'm like yes i'm there's a lot of things i need to do yes and when else are you gonna do it i freaking love it well anyway we could go on and on because you just brought like four things that i just want to like pick your brain at. but maybe <laughs> maybe another time joey this yeah, was this was anytime. awesome let everybody know on the internet where where we can all find you as if they don't already know I'm at Joey Noel literally everywhere except for Reddit, which is really annoying. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody grabbed it before you? I know. So I'm Joey Noel 88 on Reddit. Not that anyone ever tries to contact me on Reddit, but mm-hmm. I always think about like, oh, I'm a little bit salty about that. Uh, well, you're, you've are you been very gracious with your time and I really appreciate uh, the Seriously, chat Seriously, anytime. It's been so great. it that is all as bobby the nintendo guru would say that is all thank you so much to joey and thank you to you for listening thank you to oc remix for the music that was dr mario by the way in case you guys didn't know dr mario funky pills at ocremix.org if this was your first episode i hope you guys will stick around we're coming up on sort of a big deal episode 100 is coming and uh, and maybe if you're a recent listener, just just recently started listening to We the Gamer Cast, we're gonna have some of the best clips, some of the best memories, some of the best stories, some of the best moments with some of the best guests, with some of the best people on the internet. Some of the sweetest hangs that I've had with strangers from the internet. It's happening very very soon. I am so pumped about it. I've been working on it for I guess a little over a week now. We still got a couple more to put it all together into a sweet little package for you that's what she said and it's coming so stick around for that guys because it's it is gonna be amazing uh next week we've got ben bellevue another kind of funny best friend and uh a great i just chatted with him this morning and that's all ready for you next week through the power of technology and the internet it is ready to go and i can't wait for you guys to hear it remember Support us on patreon.com slash make us better. That is literally the reason episode 100 is happening in video format. And we're already well on our way for We The Gamer Cast to have a second episode twice a month. Does that make sense? We're going to have two extra episodes per month. Those episodes are dedicated to previous guests. So maybe Joey can come back. It's all up to you. Patreon.com slash make us better. And uh, some of the other amazing guests over the last 100 episodes or so can come back it's all up to you guys if you want it we will make it happen patreon.com slash mix better just like nick militia joel brooks james johnson dr doom sheldon benedict and our newest executive producer jesse armstrong by the way jesse thank you so much for that sweet sweet uh Pucci amiibo it is so cool man thank you for hooking your boy up uh that was not really readily available here in the canadia so thank you thank you to gary gray for the cover art 
Thank you to everybody for joining us on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash We The Nerdy Fan Group. Remember, next week is Ben. Otherwise, this has been episode 98 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thanks for listening. I'm going to be back next week. You know what time it is. It's time for my boy, your boy, everybody's boy. Hit X for Jason, 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 then Sean, then Jason again. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!